What could it be? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. It was at that point that I think I got it. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Correct, Rob. Dallas it is. That was a really good one because uh, we talked about it before. Like there are some classic theme songs that actually don't have lyrics. Don't have words, and that's one of them. Yes, like Seinfeld right. is one. You're right. Yes, Dallas no lyrics. Is one. Yep. I think it's harder for a theme song to be really distinctive without words, but but that one succeeds very yeah. well. Yes. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Well, welcome everybody to Joel and Rob's podcast. We are on chapter thirty of "We Make the Road by Walking." We are caught up mm-hmm. after we get through this chapter. Um, This chapter was one of our favorites. Um, We talked about it yesterday. Uh, We love this chapter. Um, And we are also excited about actually speaking to Brian this Sunday. And so Brian will be with us this Sunday. We're going to Zoom him in, um, and we're looking forward to this. And so we've decided... uh, that we're going to actually take a step back with him, um, but just a couple weeks and look at the Sermon on the Mount and the chapters uh, we've been looking at the last couple weeks, 27, 28, 29, and then especially chapter 30. Because chapter 30, which Brian titles, Why We Worry, Why We Judge, this chapter would speak to us at any day of the week, but I think it also speaks to us now uh, with the level of anxiety that we're all feeling. Oh my gosh, yes. COVID-19 and the level of worry. Yep. I think I've shared before on this podcast that w- one of the reasons this I love this chapter so much is not only I love, I love this portion of the Sermon on the Mount, right? Mm-hmm. So for the last four podcasts, for the last four chapters, we've been in the Sermon on the Mount. And here's where Jesus finally gets to... Really, so if you do everything Jesus talks about in the first and then the center portion of his Sermon on the Mount, he gets to this question of, well, then why worry? Mm. Right? Why mm. worry? If you, if you do A and B and C. Mm. I've never really looked at it as... Well, then why worry? It ...building on each other. But that's a, yeah. that's a good point. And as somebody who worries, as somebody who is fundamentally anxious, right... I mean, this is, this is very challenging for me. Yeah. So it's one of those, I take great comfort here, yep. but I also am very challenged here because it's a reminder that, you know, um, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. That's a, a line from Hebrews, right? I, I can't so. remember. Uh, <laughs> faith is the assurance it's in of the things New Testament, hoped I know that. for. So if we, if we truly have faith, it means we trust, mm-hmm. right? We trust in something we can't see and can't touch, mm-hmm. um, which is very hopeful. And can't control. And filled with assurance. And yet you're exactly right. What we are trusting in is something we can't control. And it's something we can't necessarily even predict. Mm-hmm. So it leaves all this gray room. So if you truly trust in it, why worry? And yet, you know, 
my natural go-to is, well, I'm going to try and control whatever I can control, and whatever I can't control, I'm just going to worry the heck about. Yeah. 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 And mine is probably to get into a um, fetal position in a corner and not do do anything. Right? So some people, okay, what can I uh, take on a control right now and do, and others... I don't know what to do. I can't do anything, so I don't do a thing. So different ways that we deal with anxiety, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and to own it, the, the COVID-19 response that we have right now, I mean, uh, we had a really strong platform from our website and some of the communication modalities that we had begun to build into the past two years. But we had nothing set up to the extent that we now do with yeah. the software and hardware over there that's allowing us to yep. stream from a separate camera into Facebook Live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We hadn't started the vlogs. We hadn't started the vlogs. We wouldn't be using this right we now. We hadn't started the podcast, yes, right? I know. So we're, we're fortunate that way. But at the same time, I mean, this has given us, and, and I'll just own it for myself, it's given me a place to dive into, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't say this braggadociously. I say this confessional, working, you know, 60-plus hour a week mm-hmm. amid the rest of society beginning to slow down. I mean, so in, in the midst of the reason I say that is, is it's, it's the anxiety that drives mm. action a lot of the time. It's, um, yes. When I get anxious, I want to do, and I will look, I will literally look for a project to do. And what a wonderful project this has given me to do yeah. with the communication, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so interesting because I'm the opposite in many ways. I will come up with my list of all the things I need to do, and they're all weighty and hefty, and I get frozen. I don't know where to start. Instead of just taking one, I go, well, push that aside and go do something that's maybe easier instead of tackling, which I need to. I need to start nicking away at it, you know? Well, I'm glad we're both revealing that because the truth is there's probably a healthy midpoint right there, yes, right? absolutely. The, you know, it, to be paralyzed is not to be healthy, but also to be unable to sit and stop and be still. Yes. I think is even worse. And, um, you know, that's a constant growing edge for me constant well, is teaching myself to be still and to stop yes. and to listen. And you know what is so helpful in those moments? A cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I know, cigar and a cigar and a bourbon, I know. Um, no, the spiritual practice of the exam that we talked about last night. I know, you I know? couldn't I mean, resist that. <laughs> um, that's, that's perfect in that moment. Yep. To slow down, name what you're feeling, Invite God into this moment, um, which we honestly, we don't do enough. No, we don't. <laughs> and, and Joel is bringing this up because uh, those who aren't aware, last night, yeah. Joel and I did um, a practicing a practice, right? A practicing spiritual discipline. Yep. Uh, and the one chosen was the examine, which mm-hmm. is a prayer of reflecting back on your day and, and trying to do it from a sense of stillness and stopping and, and Learning to see your your day through a new perspective, mm-hmm. uh, a broader, bigger perspective, and Joel did a phenomenal job walking us 
through a reflection on his Thanks. day. It was it was really great. Hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, it's on our Facebook page, um, which is facebook.com slash Prez. Yes. Like it um, on Facebook. Like it on Facebook and share it on Facebook. Yep. It's good stuff. So let's dive into the scriptures yep. and see what we thought of chapter Matthew chapter 6, uh, 19 through chapter 7, verses 12. Uh, so Jesus begins by, by uh, saying, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and venom destroy, but instead store up treasures in heaven. He then goes on to say, Ultimately, you can't serve both God and money. From there, he goes into his section on worrying. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Jumping down a little bit, but seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm. So what do you think about those? I, I get to the worry section. My first thought as I read through it is it seems so out of touch. <laughs> Jesus does. How am I expected to not worry about these basic necessities that he's talking about? And then as I think through it a little bit and just the conversation we had at the beginning, at the same time, Jesus is so on point. Mm. He's so nailing it that <clears throat> ultimately we can only control today. Yeah. And even then we can only control so much in today. We can like, look at what we were just doing right now. <laughs> That's a great example. Seriously. Like, you know, we did that on purpose. <laughs> we come. No, we didn't. Ready to go. We had it down for our, for our last um, podcast. It doesn't work. The audio goes out. Yeah. It didn't work until 1.15. Then the audio stopped. I mean, yeah. we can only control so much. And really, when we get down to it, there's so little we can control. Yeah. So little. So little. And so then where I go, oh, my gosh, he actually, he, he's totally on point, And he's mm-hmm. leading us to a whole new way of being and especially yeah. uh, kind of owning and celebrating the present moment that we're in. Right now, this is what we can control right now. And even these computers might crash any second, but we can control this conversation. But then again, I can't control what you can say, what you're going to say. I can't, you can't control what I'm going to say. Yeah. No, that is so well said. It's, it's, a, it's almost a funnel, right? That brings us down into the present moment. Yeah. Uh, really well said. And, and if you take a big picture look at the Sermon on the Mount and and what Jesus is trying to tell the crowds, and and even step back, right? So the Sermon on the Mount comes at a point where Jesus has just begun his ministry, and these throngs and throngs of people have heard about this new amazing rabbi who's giving these new amazing lessons on life, and they want to come and experience for themselves what this guy has to say about life, real life, True life as God intends, right? Yeah. And so Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, that is really what it is. It's a, it's a message about what true life as God intends is about. Yes. Like that is what the Sermon on the Mount is supposed to be conveying to the people and to us. And what he says, and what Brian has done a great job doing, is taking this apart bit by bit by bit, 
is if you really want to understand life as God intends, then you need to get rid of the worldly definition of success mm-hmm. and you need to redefine it according to God's definition of what it means to be blessed. Who should you aspire to be? And in the Beatitudes, it's right. It's the grieving. It's the poor. It's the peacemakers. It's the merciful. Mm-hmm. This is who we should aspire to be. Yep. It's a redefinition of success far away from the ideas of, of monetary wealth and power and worldly prestige, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets into approaching scripture and says, well, look at the law of God and, and what God has given to you. But you can't just take it at the surface level. Scripture, the law, is not a literal document to be read with every I and T considered the literal I and T and nothing beneath it. It says dig down. Yeah. Look below and beneath. And <laughs> find dig, the deeper meaning. Find the deeper meaning. And then he says, uh, you know, look at all of your religious elites who tend to do religious things just for the sake of doing religious things. Faith and real life has nothing to do with what other people think of you. So he says, don't worry about what other people think of you. Just stop Mm -hmm. and focus on who you really want to be in secret. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Who do you really want to be in secret? So it's a redefinition of success. Mm -hmm. It's a deeper dive into scripture. And it's a call to stop worrying about what other people think of you. Mm -hmm. And when we do those things, Mm -hmm. right? All of a sudden, life really does take on a new perspective, and we're not competing with each other. We're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're not necessarily wor- necessarily worried about the things that usually keep us up late at night. Yeah. And worrying becomes less about external things that we can't control. Yeah. Because our focus has stopped being yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as, again, as somebody who, who struggles with worry and anxiety, it's, it's, it's very, very comforting, and it's very, very challenging. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. You did a good job of how this is building, how this sermon that Jesus is offering here is building on itself. Um, <clears throat> well done. Because I've never seen it that way. I've never thought about it that way. Because I've I've, I often read Scripture just taking sections out. That's how we read Sunday morning. We take sections out. And this particular section of Matthew really needs to be read um, slowly and continuously. Mm -hmm. Um, So after worry, Jesus gets into judging. Do not judge and you too will be judged. Um, And then gets into this... Uh, I think very well-known section of ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And at the very end has this fascinating story to end this section. Which if one of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, How much good gifts do you give to your children? How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Mm. And so Brian has a good ending point to this this chapter where he weaves that section in. Um, So let's dive into Brian's book. 
uh, and share a little of our thoughts of what he came up with. Why we judge, sorry, why we worry and why we judge. Does a good job of, of talking about two different kind of systems that we can live in. Anxiety-driven system, which is um, of the world. It's, it's all around us. We live in it often. <laughs> yep. And a faith-driven system, which is a whole other way of life that Jesus, Brian says, is inviting us into. Um, so what jumped out at you here in this chapter? I love the way Brian framed, because I'd never seen it before like this either. I, I love the way Brian framed, basically, it's a, it is a call away from, Brian, from, from what Brian calls the anxiety and, and judgment-driven system of the world. Yep. And into the grace-based system of God's kingdom. Um, it, it is such a fundamental reframing of the rules and perspectives Jesus is calling us to live by. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, it's, it, you know, it's like an arrow. It's like a giant arrow that's pulling us from ways of this world into the ways of God's kingdom. Yeah. And he did such a good job talking about this, the, the system of how we need to live by a different system. Yeah. Individual <coughs> practices, excuse me, and individual insights only get us so far. The whole rubric, you know, we have, and it's not that, that we have to force the world to change its rubric, but as disciples, he's inviting us to change the rubric by which we live. Yeah. He describes at the top of 141, he dives into the, the story that I didn't share in Matthew chapter 6 about Jesus saying, um, getting into his uh, section on worry. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can, you, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And Brian writes, the top of 141, he notes this story and says, um, God knows what they need. And Jesus says, God cares for them and God sustains them through the natural order of things. And God does the same for us, but we are too anxious to appreciate it. So I circled the word sustained, that God sustains them. And so a life without anxiety is going to be hard to live, right? Oh my gosh. The anxiety yeah. is going to come. It's going mm -hmm. to come often on a daily basis for us in some sense. And so I've been thinking about what does it then look like for God to sustain us through the anxiety and the stress that we face? Especially with COVID-19. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and so I don't have a clear answer to that. Um, but it has to do something with trust, I think. Um, and that way of hearing the word faith, not just believing things about God, but about trusting God. It's kind of already what we've talked about before. But what does it look like for us to, 
to be sustained by God in the midst of stress yep. and anxiety. And I, for me, I think the invitation is some kind of trust, some kind of pause, some kind of recognition. This is what I'm feeling right now. Um, remembering God's presence. But I think that sustaining word is something that is helpful for us. How? He says, we are too anxious to appreciate God sustaining us. Amen. And that's, as you said, tough and deep work. I, I really appreciate you lifting that up. Uh, it's something that I so frequently fail, fail to keep sight of. Me too. It's not up to me, ultimately, yes. to sustain our world, this church, our families, mm -hmm. you know, ultimately, uh, at its core, uh, God is the God of all, and God, what God says is life and yes. love uh, every single time. Uh, and I think a strange thing that's happening with COVID-19, I, I are already confess that my response has been to dive into kind of the communication ministries here, which... I do see the hypocrisy in, and I see the, the irony that in a world that is tr telling people for the first time in our lifetime, at least, to slow down and to yes. rest, that <laughs> I uh, very hypocritically kind of, well, let's dive into this. We were talking about this yesterday. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> there is an opportunity amid the global COVID-19 response to just take time and to let go of what we can't control yeah. and to focus on the present and the sustenance that we have. It, we may not have, you know, protein on our plates every night. Mm -hmm. We may not be eating sirloin or, you know, top shelf chicken or, or the things that we might be used to, but the vast majority of us still have food. Um, and it hopefully gives us a greater awareness to go out and give to the Assistance Center of Towson Churches or any, yeah. of, any of the opportunities we have to give right now yeah. to outreach. Um, but there's, there's an opportunity here to slow down and see that, you know, life really actually never was about the economy of consumption. Mm. Life really was never about the economy of consumption, of capitalism, mm. of greed, of more, 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 more. The heart of life is really found in the economy of grace. So that's a great segue. Well said. So we talked a little bit about anxiety-driven system that Brian references, and then he lays that alongside a faith-based system. So we're looking at the bottom of 141. And what I got from this faith-based system that he calls God's kingdom and justice mm -hmm. is a faith-based system is ultimately, it's outward focused. Um, where this anxiety system that we all live in that kind of wraps its arms around us, it forces us to kind of go inward so much where we're trying to control everything around us. And Jesus says this faith-based system, Brian has a great way of describing it. He says, 
When we learn from the songbirds and the wildflowers to live by faith in God's abundance, we collaborate and we share. We watch out for each other rather than compete with each other. We bless each other rather than oppress each other. We desire what God desires, for all to be safe, for all to be truly alive, so we work for the common good. When that happens, it's easy to see how everyone will be better off. Contagious aliveness will spread across the land. Hmm. Amen. Yeah. Maybe we should end just there. No, that's... <laughs> It's hard, you know, here we are parsing McLaren, but he says it so well. He says it so much better than I ever will. My yeah. gosh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This Thanks. was good. It was. Thanks, amigo. <laughs> so, friends, we really appreciate your patience with us on Facebook Live. Uh, do us a favor. If you haven't liked Thousand Prez yet, our Facebook page, please like us. Uh, and also do us uh, a favor, and if you liked this Facebook Live, share it. Share it with your friends and spread the word that amid what we learned today with Governor Hogan's announcement, Maryland is going to be uh, basically shut down now for another four weeks. Uh, there's a ministry here uh, that while we can't gather together, we can still gather. Uh, so please share us um, and then tune in uh, also on Sunday for our worship with Brian McLaren, 10 o'clock. Joel already noted it. Yep. Make sure uh, you join us then. And also, friends, uh, share the links that we have uh, and resources we offer at TowsonPres.org. Uh, there is a slew of faith at home resources for you individually and also for families with children. We are adding to them just about daily. And just mm -hmm. since this has happened, that that page itself has just about doubled. So um, you can go to our COVID-19 uh, response page. That There's a button there uh, on our homepage. Uh, and you can also just uh, to find Faith at Home, go to Grow. A drop-down menu will then take you right to Faith at Home. Where you will find the five steps of the exam and prayer. Yep. It's under three spiritual practices. Exactly. Okay. Until then... We will see you remotely. Be well. Take care, everybody.